Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Manxiety Podcast. We're your hosts, Ashad and Matt. Before we get started, if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe so you can get notified of new episodes. If you want to share this with your friends, you can find us on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. What's up, everyone? Welcome back. I feel weird doing the intros for the just the combined episode now. I, I know I we know. talked about novelty and, and new beginnings, and it just it still feels weird. So I can it's relate. It's the new year. We have I, to change things up. I man. need to re-listen to last week's episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Manxiety Podcast. Um, does both. We're your hosts. Well, they just heard the intro. You they know, did, the, the but, real intro, you know, right? I just want to... Uh, we're doing new things. I was trying something new. Ah, okay, okay. So should I say, <laughs> uh, should I be like, oh, we're on, uh, what, what, what's my line? It's like uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all major podcasting <laughs> platforms or whatever. Like I've heard it six bajillion times already. Oh, you just put it on repeat. We got to change that up. Maybe we'll, uh, with the new year, we'll re-record our intro too. Yes, let's let's do the jingles that we promised for years, right? Uh, no, I don't think people want to hear that. No, but we'll, we will do a new intro. I promise you guys that. Saying, look at this guy making commitments on air, just like <laughs> <laughs> just out here dropping dropping to dos on my list. Basically, what he's doing. But anyways, we're here to talk about our weeks. Of course, like always, right? We said that we're kind of combining the therapy Thursday into one big episode for you. Um, yeah, that way it just comes to you sooner. It comes to you Monday instead of Thursdays. You can listen to the beginning when you want. When you're driving, if you're not driving, if your commute is just from your bed to your desk um maybe get outside and take a walk so you can actually hear some of our advice and not just like 30 (laughs) seconds of the intro you know spotify and then just cut and then you know you just turn it off and then um that's hilarious i I do actually listen to podcasts when i go out on my morning walk so i think it's uh it's very nice it's definitely one of those great things about having a dog is like morning walks make sense because you got to do it for the dog and then you get to do it for you yeah, I mean, we do we do walks anytime during the day. Th- those are my alone walks. I do my dog walks later. Oh dang, dude, he's got them all broken <laughs> up. He's got them like scheduled out. Like he's got the like alone no, no, walks, the wife walks, the dog walks. No, I, I used to take the dog out early in the morning, or like six thirty, seven, seven thirty, whatever. Um, when my wife used to go to work, but now that she's working from home too, we kind, you know, we have to make sure our schedules work. <laughs> So that we can, we're not, you know, in meetings or anything when we take the dog out. So it's a little bit harder. And sometimes it ends up being later, uh, later in the day. Like today, we didn't take her out till like 6 p.m. Dang, man. Did you feel guilty not taking her out earlier? You know, taking her out so no, late? No, no, I was fine. <laughs> All uh, right. So how's your week, Matt? Uh, it was good. It was, uh, it was real good. Um, like I said, I'm close to announcing some stuff. Basically, the announcement now that everybody knows it at work is just that I got a new job. Uh, what? <clears throat> you got a new job? Yeah, dude. What, um, a, what a big surprise! I I didn't know. Right, all, all totally those talks kidding, I had guys, about I, like you know <laughs> uh, interview anxiety and all that other crap going on. Right, it's like, oh, what happened here? Um, so how's yeah. that process? Which process? Uh, getting a new job. I mean. You know, were you anxious? Did, did any of um, any of the episodes we do on interviews and all that stuff help you? Did you use any of those methods? Definitely, you know, circling back to like the interview with um, our friend Matthew, the other Matthew, where we were talking about uh, 
public speaking and a lot of the stuff that goes into that, right? Like the pre-speech anxiety, the speech anxiety, the post-anxiety, all those different stages. Like when you first know you have to do something, right? So for me, it's like, oh crap, I have to do like one-on-one interviews I'm really good at, but like panels, I'm like, oh, there's going to be a ton of people. What's going on? Right. What do I have to do? I think of a presentation. Okay. What do I have to give the presentation on? And you know, you just like get so up in your head about it being perfect. Right. And at the end of it, I was like, oh dang, like I was pretty Zen up until the moment of presenting and then just everything was like in overdrive and i was like oh fuck yeah. and like you know you kind of pre-plan what you want to say for like the intro and stuff and i like stumbled on some words and then just overall just like oh no and i i just i felt like i didn't do a good job because i was so in my head um obviously yeah, but, I mean, you got the job so. right obviously <laughs> i did i did a pretty good job because i i did you know ultimately get the job but um yeah, definitely going through the kind of those stages was really interesting. And then being able to, you know, ground myself and center myself and meditate a bit or power pose or do those types of things to just say like, oh, I know what to do. And I know why you're feeling it. And I know like how you're feeling it. But of course, in the moment is the tough one because you can't be like, let me take a five minute break here while I can do some breathing exercises <laughs> and then come back to everybody. Right. It's just like in the middle of the interview, you stand up and you start doing some power poses. Like, yeah. Right. I just, I just like turned my camera <laughs> off because it was uh, over, you know zoom i just turn my camera off and then it's just like like uh, what are you doing i'm still just talking just power posing it up you know <laughs> sorry guys my video my video feed cut out <laughs> yeah yeah sorry i'm having internet issues i'll come back in a little bit um but yeah that was um that was really good and then to be able to do that it's, it's just more in line with what i want to do as well long term which is awesome for my career and i really like that i will be getting to um kind of combine both my passion for technology with also helping people um now the helping comes in kind of the form of technically selling people products, right? But I'm, <laughs> I'm helping to see that the products can ultimately um, benefit them, their companies, and then in that line, basically, um, you know, be a good thing for them overall, right? As opposed to somebody who just sells something for the sake of it. Like I hate those people. And that's why I kind of wanted to start doing more of a like technical sales role because it's like, well, it's fun and i'm technical but also i'm not gonna necessarily lie to you uh spoken like a true sales guy well that's the thing one of my customers <laughs> i had told him what i was gonna do and uh, my current like clients and he's just like yeah um you're too nice he's like i expect salespeople to be like slimy and lie to me and stuff and like you're just pretty straightforward and i was like yeah but that's what people want in a salesperson they want someone who's like actually straightforward with them and who's going to tell them like it is and not just try to bs them because it's like oh i'm gonna get more money from you right it yeah. just, it's a bad experience for everybody when that happens no um, of course so yeah no that's awesome man um and so this last week everything been cool because you you weren't interviewing this week right no 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 no. i interviewed a while ago yeah. i just was i was i mean the anxiety this week was more so centered around telling my teammates that i would be leaving um right. because that's kind of the real bittersweet thing is when you have relationships with people even though all of them I just know as, you know, the pixels on the computer at this point because I've been remote and they're all remote. Um, but talking to people and then telling them I'm leaving, like, oh, why are you leaving this, this, and this, and just explaining what happened. And, um, yeah, also just kind of, I don't know, it, it sucks when your friends might not be your friends, even though, like, you know, I try not to be too friendly with coworkers, right, to have that boundary with them. Right. But um, it's funny because now that we're not going to be coworkers, my rule of not adding coworkers on Instagram and Facebook and crap like that is obviously moot because I'm like, oh, Out the we're, window. Not, we're not coworkers anymore, right? <laughs> like, it doesn't matter to me. And then people are like, oh, yeah, let me add you. Let me do this. And I was like, all right, now you're going to see, like, 
the personal side of me, right? Which is just basically memes at this point and then podcast episodes. Uh, so hopefully we have more listeners if you're tuning in. Hello, uh, old slash old coworkers slash remaining friends or whatever. I have no idea what the fuck to call them, to be honest. But um, yeah, all good stuff there. I mean, it's weird because even though you're telling somebody something that was good for you, right? Like overall, like a... A, a career path that you want to take it's you still feel a little bit of like guilt almost that like you're the one that's leaving sometimes if somebody's complaining or something like, oh yeah i got this amazing opportunity somebody's like oh yeah i'll still be here in you know next couple yeah. months like yeah 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 but like you gotta you know expand your horizon and network and do stuff if you want something different right that's kind of no no totally usually help them with uh, but yeah you that's... know you keep saying guilt a lot this episode is there a reason for that I, I wasn't trying to, to I, I tried to do it initially. I'm just kidding. At this point, people have seen the name of the episode, so it <laughs> That is that is fuck, I never thought about that. Yeah, the, what we're doing for the topic today is gonna be guilt keeping, which is And we'll explain what that is when we're done with this portion. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'll explain what that is. I, I will give you a definition, as you know, I'm the definition guy and a shop became the quote guy after I retired. Um, but anyways, enough <laughs> about me, right? And my triumphs and tribulations this week. What about you, a shot? What's going on in your life? And if you tell me one more time, all I did was work on the house. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm ending the podcast. That's not all I did this week, though. I did work on the house. Okay, I did. I'm guilty. But <laughs> oh, you like that? But I also worked on uh, my cousin's house. So that was cool. I was, uh, I was running some cables for for my cousin uh, around his house and explaining him to him the benefits of hardwiring everything versus just using Wi-Fi. Um. So yeah, so that was cool. I got to, you know, go over, hang out a bit, and and do a couple hours more of work on top of my regular work. Um, but but it was cool. It was cool not doing it at my house, right? Because like I've been doing stuff here for the last year. It's getting kind of old. Going somewhere else and doing it, you know, it was new. It's the new year. It was something new to do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I just I've been like super tired, just like all week because. Again, I was doing stuff in my house. I was like replacing my sprinkler system for uh, the, my my like lawn on the uh, on the sidewalk side. So a lot of digging, sort of all weekend. Um, that was honestly the toughest part, just like taking everything out because uh, running the you know the pipes is is pretty easy. So it's like digging everything and then like throwing the dirt all back. Interesting. Would you um, say you now have an appreciation for the 2003 classic Holes? Yeah, you know, I, have I you think seen the so. movie? Of course I have. Okay, okay. Shia LaBeouf, man? How, come on. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't find any, um, you know, any treasures. Uh, there were no scorpions either. Mm. Uh, no lipstick. Mm. Uh, what did I find down there? There was a broken glass. I mean, you do... Kind of bottom. have similarities because you know your first name is just your last name spelled backwards, right? So, yeah, no, mine isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you had to think about that. You're like, wait, wait, well, no, I was like, what's, what's he saying? Yeah, it's not even like, the same amount of letters. It's the whole like Stanley Yelnats thing where it's just, yeah, Stanley yeah no, I, I know, right? what yeah, you're but you're about. just like, the carry the two over the, you know, <laughs> you're just, I, I get to see you thinking, and it was, it was pretty funny. Well, what would a shot be backwards? Tosa. Yeah. Yeah. What what's uh Matt backwards? Tam? Yeah, <laughs> Tam. Matt Tam. 
That's funny. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I've been super tired, and then I've I've been having super early mornings, and just a lot going on with with work and with um, with house stuff, and you know, helping my cousin out. But uh, finally, you know, today I was able to. I, I woke up early again, but I didn't have anything else planned this weekend. I'm just planning on relaxing. I took a bath yesterday, so you know, don't don't forget to take care of yourselves because it is it is very important. Um, yeah, I've been trying to kind of meditate, right? Like I, I do my, like, I'm like trying to be present throughout the day, do some breathing ex- exercises here and there. Um, a little bit of exercise, but like the fact that I've just been doing so much, I just, you know, I don't want to exercise after all that. Cause I'm ready. Like my body's just tired. Uh, I've been trying to still eat healthy and, you know, trying to get all the sleep that I can. So trying to sleep earlier when I have to wake up early. So making sure to take my meds so I don't, you know, I don't start feeling anxious or get into the wrong uh, frame of mind with everything going on. Yeah, I was just about to ask you about all those. So it's great that you just said it. Um, But I know sometimes for me, if I'm doing a ton of stuff like you are, right, where you're doing a lot of physical work, I have to eat way more because I don't realize how many calories I'll burn off. And then what I normally eat is just not sufficient and I'll just be kind of like like achy and like anxious and like tired a lot throughout the day. And I'm like, what the yeah. hell is wrong with me? And then I like will, you know, maybe uh splurge on something and like eat eat some snacks or whatever, and then I'm just like, Okay. Oh right. Carbs give you a ton of, of energy. And I need right. energy to get through my day sometimes. So you know Yeah, my issue is I just I forget to eat when I'm working or like I just don't have an appetite. So like I, I try to force myself to eat like at certain times, but sometimes I just forget or I just I don't eat very much. Uh, so then I'm super tired. But then yeah, I mean I, eventually when I do eat, I feel much better. So gotta gotta remember to have some food. But anyway, that was my week, and we can jump straight into uh, the topic for this week, which is guilt keeping. And Matt, you promised us a uh, definition for guilt keeping. I'm going to give you a made up definition for a word that I made up 15 minutes ago. <laughs> um, I thought this was coming from the Merriam-Webster or um, at least Wikipedia. No, 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 no. The one time I did that, it had a weird definition. Remember, I just because if you do like in Google define colon a word, that's usually how I get my definitions. And it gave us a weird one for one of them. And it's like, oh, right, crap, I, I should probably redefine it. Um, anyway, so what's guilt keeping, Matt? So guilt keeping, um, the way I'm describing it is kind of like when you're feeling guilty about specific tasks and you're trying to gatekeep yourself from them. So you're kind of like saying... Or, or others. Right, or others. So you're kind of saying, I'm not allowed to have uh, some cookies, Right, because if I have cookies, I'm gonna break my diet, and I'm I'm a bad person, and I'm gonna be uh, bad, right? I'm I'm cheating on my diet type of thing because it's the new year, and I committed to having you know perfect diet for 365 days. That was my resolution, so I can't have these cookies. And then when you kind of do have them eventually, because we know as humans, like the things that we can't have, we tend to crave more, right? The things that are like the forbidden fruit type of thing overall, <laughs> where it's like, why can't I have these damn cookies? Right? It's like you you can just have the cookies and not feel the guilt and the shame that comes associated with it but it's almost like you're keeping yourself from doing it because you're going to feel guilty right 
and you don't want that because we don't want to feel guilty. But then it's like it further perpetuates that cycle where if you do eventually, I'm going to say break down, but, you know, just have some cookies or, or have fast food or whatever it may be that you're trying to abstain from, maybe it's soda, um, then you kind of like feel really bad and then maybe like, well, fuck it, I'm a failure. So I'm just going to, you know, eat McDonald's every it. day for the next year right. because, you know, whatever. Right. And it's like. Um, in the the grand scheme of things, that little action, I think the, I really love the way you described it. Uh, I think it was in our last episode where you said like, you know, the drop in the ocean isn't going to do much to the ocean, right? You eating poorly one day or whatever isn't going to change long term, but those right. actions eventually will create a wave of hopefully momentum and propelling you forward. But of course, you know, you can't see that long term because we're, uh, you know, very short-term creatures sometimes, right? Like, oh my God, what am I doing today? Do I feel good or bad today? Not, well, if I exercise every day and if I take my meds and do all the stuff, I'm going to feel great in a year. That's hard to visualize. No, I completely agree. Um, and I think sort of taking it one step further, in addition to um, feeling guilty, not not like gatekeeping yourself because you're going to feel guilty, there's also the aspect of you have the cookies Right. And then afterwards, you feel guilty about having them and you just like go into like your thoughts about, you know, why did I do this? You know, why couldn't I have been stronger or held out longer or whatever it is? Um, like for me, I, and I've mentioned this before, I, I do intermittent fasting. Right. And at first, you know, when I when I when I start something, I like to stick to it pretty religiously. Right. So every day I only eat between 12 and 8. Uh, 12 and 9 sometimes. It really kind of, it fluctuates 8 or 9 depending on when we have dinner. But on days that, let's say I go out with friends, right? And we're going to go out somewhere, we're going to have some drinks and stuff. I won't feel guilty because uh, I'm just like, you know, it's not something that I have to do every day. Like the benefits of intermittent fasting, uh, at least the way I see it is, you know, if I do it today, I get the benefits. If I don't do it tomorrow, I don't get it. But it's not a compound effect it's more of a, a a daily effect right so the thing is like when i go when i know i'm going out with friends and i'm gonna eat something and like be out and like drinking and stuff i'm fine with it i won't feel guilty like i'm i'm all in for it but on days that i'm not doing that right like i've had days where i'm just like chilling at home or like we're you know maybe we're playing some video games and i'm like oh, i could really use like some whiskey right now right and like I'm getting ready to go up, and I look at time, and I'm like, "Oh shit, it's after nine. I don't know if I should do it, right?" I'm like, "Is is the whiskey really worth me sort of breaking my um, my intermittent fasting for today?" And in most cases, that's a no. You know, sometimes I do it, and then uh, after I have the whiskey, I'm just like, oh, "Should I? You know, did I really need to do this? Like, was was the whiskey worth me?" you know, not getting the benefits of intermittent fasting for today. So I think it really goes kind of kind of both ways, both like gatekeeping yourself before, but also feeling bad about it after and like um, then thinking, you know, getting into your thoughts and, and like you were saying, right, going like, well, you know, I didn't do it today, you know, and then tomorrow comes and I feel like drinking whiskey again and I'm like, well, I didn't do it yesterday anyway, might as well not do it today. And you can eventually get into... Um, you know, if you already had a habit, break that habit of intermittent fasting in this case. Or if you didn't have a habit um, uh, of doing it, but you can you can get into the habit of 
eating and drinking after 9 p.m., right? Uh, which goes against your goals if your goal is not to do that. So, yeah, I mean, it's and, and it's a weird feeling, right? Like, uh, feeling guilty can also lead to feeling anxious, right? And then uh, feeling on edge and, like, something else happens and you're already feeling guilty and, like, you're in your thoughts and then, uh, you know, you respond poorly to other situations or, like, when you're in a conversation with someone. It's a, you know, the, the, it, it's not a good feeling to have. But I think we have to realize that, you know, it's okay sometimes. But, like, eating the cookies is okay sometimes. Having a glass of whiskey every now and then is okay. And we shouldn't feel guilty uh, about those small things. As long as we have the resolve to be able to get back, sort of get back on the horse the next day, right? And ride into the horizon. Yeah, definitely. The Something that it just reminded me of is... <clears throat> excuse me, kind of the phrase of, you know, um, saving for a rainy day, right? People will say, you got to save, you got to save, you got to save, right? And the issue becomes like, if you're saving forever, right? We're, we're talking about like actual paycheck, right? If you're saving yeah. forever and you never do things that benefit you or others, you're just stacking cash in the bank, right? Well, what happens, you know, God forbid, but like if you get hit by a car or something, Right. And, and there's and there's a an, an accident and it's like, well, you didn't really get to enjoy it because you were always saving for a rainy day and hoping that that day would come. Right. So, yeah, I think a lot of times we want to pick these extremes of like or maybe we don't want to, but we end up in extremes. Right. You're either the person who like saves a lot of money and like is very fiscally conservative or you're the person who's like, I'm just going to live my life on my credit card and, and future me is going to deal with it. Well, so sorry, I, th- I think. I think saving for a rainy day would work in this, in the situation you just put, because a rainy day would be you getting hit by a car and having the finances to help support that. So I think you're thinking more about like well, I mean, saving for like the future, or like saving for a future, like happy moment, or like to do something in the future. Right. And right, less, right. Less about a rainy day, which rainy day is more like. You know, a tragedy happens and you have the money to cover the cost of that tragedy. Yeah, when I was saying that, I meant like a, a fatality, right? Where like you, your money no longer matters, right? Like you can't take your money with you when you yeah. go type of situation. So like if you never spend it on yourself or loved ones, like because I know people like this where they like they won't buy themselves like new shirts, like their shirts will be like with holes and stuff. And it's not that like they're like, well, I don't have the money or I don't, I just, I'm not materialistic. It's like they're like, oh, like I just... Yeah, I'd rather some, save for something right, else. Right, there's other expenses later that I'm going to need. It's like, ah, you need to enjoy yourself a little bit, right? Um, no, I agree. So, sorry, I cut into what you were saying. Oh, but... no, you're good. Um, yeah. And it just reminded me of that because it's kind of that aspect of where you, if you never allow yourself to feel happy, you're always going to be sad, right? And the same thing if you try to push down your sad feelings or your anxious feelings, everything else, right? Like as humans, we go through these range of emotions and guilt being one of them, right? And it's like, Guilt can be a very extreme emotion because it can be that kind of like toxic one that is like, oh my God, I'm such a bad person and this and you hadn't do this, right? And especially with the um, the aspect of, well, of other people doing it to you, right? If other people start guilting you for your actions, right? So, so right. like earlier, the reason we were talking about cookies is because I was eating cookies earlier, right? And I told a shot, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I've been kind of like dieting in the new year, right? Really watching what I eat. But today I was like, I'm going to have some cookies, and we're talking about this. I was like, dang, like in the past, I would be like, oh my God, I'm eating cookies. I'm a bad person, right? 
But we just had a quick conversation about it, and then we're like, you know, let's let's talk about this further. Whereas somebody else might say, oh my god, Matt, you're so fat, I can't believe that you're eating cookies at fucking 8 p.m. or whatever, right? <laughs> like, how dare you, right? But they can take that a lot further with like the guilt-keeping side, because they're basically like gatekeeping your actions or guilt keeping right. to your actions for things that they believe in right so i've had this happen before where um somebody will say to me i can't believe you're eating at that restaurant and i'm like what do you mean like the sandwiches here are amazing right what do you mean you can't believe it and then they'll go well they support this this and this and this and i go i one i probably had no idea because i don't follow what my restaurant does or does not support right especially with things like in california like in and out like they're like a very christian organization i guess and a lot of times like maybe they're donating to something that people don't believe in right and i'm like i'm just here to get a double double man like i i don't want to think about it right i mean i probably should think about it but it's like that's not what i'm doing i'm here to satiate my mm-hmm. my desire to eat my, my hunger yeah right? um so you know when you run into those situations where other people are trying to make you feel guilty as well to gatekeep your actions then it's really tough because then you get in it from both sides right internally and externally kind of like wow, if I eat this cookie, not only am I going to think that maybe I'm a bad person, right? Or I broke my fast and I, and I, didn't, I didn't hit my, you know, my window. Um, now someone else is too. Right. Now somebody else is going to judge me. And I can't tell them, oh, I, I had this, you know, I had these amazing cookies yesterday. Cause they're going to go, I thought, I thought you were intermittent fasting, bro. Like I thought, I thought you weren't supposed to be eating, you know, it's like, right. Um, it, it just gets tough, right? When people are constantly trying to do that, especially with resolutions, right? Because, if you set a resolution, when we, when we talked about it previously, I was like, I'm going to do 12 little mini resolutions because most resolutions fail. And we're you yeah. know going to be two weeks in um, to the new year, a little, little over two weeks when everybody hears this. And you may have already had a setback in your resolution, right? And what will happen when that when, uh, inevitably you say, I'm going to cut out soda for a full year. And then you have a, you know some soda with a friend and they see you, they're going to go, I told you resolutions suck. I told you you would fail. I I, I told you that nobody can do it, right? Um, but nobody talks about the successes of it, right? The people that of say, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meditate every day for a year, and I'm, I'm on track to do that right now. I have to wrap up one before sleep. But, you know, it's like, let's just keep doing it, right? And, and keep moving forward, and eventually you'll hit those larger goals. Because at the end of the day, doing something for 365 days seems very tough, but it's really just doing it one day at a time, right? And sometimes Definitely. those days will be, you know, a day where you say, I'm just going to splurge. I'm just going to eat this thing. And not feeling that guilt and that anxiety of, I'm a bad person. Why did I do this? Why don't I have self-control? Oh my God, you know, the advertising looks so delicious. And I watched a movie and fucking, have you ever seen movies and you look for the advertising? Coca-Cola is in every goddamn movie ever. Oh, of course. Right? It stands out. It's red. You're like, oh, yeah, immediately you're, you're hungry. You're thirsty. I, can, <laughs> I can't smell. But for me, you know, um, if we're driving around somewhere and one of my friends has the window down and says, oh, my God, In-N-Out smells amazing. This actually tripped me out. I was like th- two blocks away. And I was like, what, what the fuck do you fucking mean you can smell In-N-Out <laughs> from here? Like, I thought you could only smell something with it, like a two-foot radius of your nose, right? Like, no, no, no I can smell it. It's in the air. We have to get it. Um and I was like, cool, let's, let's go get it, right? Let's not feel guilty about it either. Yeah. No, no, those, those are all good points. Uh, going, going back to what you were saying about sort of saving, you know, uh, for a rainy day, but like saving for the future, right? I was reading, I was reading the story or I, I, I don't remember where I read it, but it was basically talking about how um, 
this someone was gifted a really nice wine right just like very very expensive nice wine and they were like all right i'm gonna keep this wine for a special occasion right so uh, i think it was someone's dad i'm gonna keep this wine for a special occasion right so then, uh, I don't know, like, a birthday came and went, and he's like, no, like, I'm gonna keep it for a special occasion, and, like, the, you know, the, he had a grandchild, and he's like, no, I'm gonna keep it for a special occasion, right? And then uh, the grandchild got older and um, had a birthday or something, he's like, no, I'm gonna keep it for a special occasion. And eventually, unfortunately, the guy passed away, right? And so he never got to drink his wine. And after he passed away, his family was, like, together one day, um, and they were like, oh, like, there's this, you know, very nice bottle of wine that he's been saving for a special occasion, you know, let this, you know, he didn't drink it his whole life, let's, like, pop it open and drink it in his memory. So he opened up to drink it, and the wine's gone bad. Because, you know, you're not supposed to keep it that, I mean, maybe you can, certain wines, if you, you know, keep it in the right temperatures and the right ways and all this stuff, but... You know, you you got to enjoy things when they should be enjoyed. I mean, yes, it's a nice bottle of wine, but you can get another nice bottle of wine, right? To celebrate something else. <clears throat> and just because someone says it's a nice bottle of wine, just because it's expensive, you don't know what it tastes like, right? You need to open it up and give it a good taste before um, <laughs> before you decide for yourself whether that was a nice bottle of wine or not. And if it was, then go buy another one. Save it for the next special occasion or when the occasion comes, then go and buy it, you know? But that, that is a really good point, you know, I, I think that's a really good story that exemplifies this, like, don't feel guilty about opening something, right? Like, something like that, where you're like, oh, I want to save it for a special occasion, and then a special occasion comes, and you're just like, you feel guilty about it, you're like, I don't know if it's, if this is, like, that special occasion, right? Like, I don't know if this is to that magnitude. Maybe I should save it for some other time. Like, I... um. I mean, I everyone tends to do this, right? I think with wine or drinks or whatever. Like, I have some whiskey. It's like a 21-year-old whiskey that my uncle got me a couple years ago for my birthday. And I've been saving it. And I said the same thing. I was like, I'm going to save this for a special occasion. And I, I already, you know, I had birthdays, whatever. I bought a house, still didn't drink it. But I, I do have a special occasion in mind. So when that happens, I am actually going to open it. And I am going to drink it. Because I don't want it to go bad like that bottle of wine did. <laughs> So, again, you know, don't don't gatekeep yourself because you think you may feel guilty. Don't feel guilty about it after. You know, things in this life are made to be enjoyed. Um, whether that's the money you make, whether that's the drinks you get, whatever it is. Um, whether it's seeing your friends, going on vacation, you know, having a bag of cookies. Um, you know, we need those little... Um, uh, moments of happiness or... You know, just those moments that are maybe not in the ordinary, not something you would regularly do, but that are going to make you happy in the moment. I'm not saying you do it every day. I'm not saying it, you know, have bags of cookies every, you know, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and everything in between, because that's just not healthy. And you're not taking your meds in that case. But, you know, doing it every now and then, I think it's, it's completely fair and you shouldn't feel guilty about it. Uh, you should feel happy about it. You should feel, um, uh, you know, you should feel good that you've been 
keeping to your diet or your exercise or whatever goal it is this whole time. And now you're rewarding yourself with this small reward because you've been able to do it for so long. Yeah. I mean, I, I always hate the phrase, um, cheat day. You can't cheat on your diet. It's not a person. It's not a test, right? It's just a choice. It should just be called a choice day. And today I'm choosing to eat unhealthy or I'm going to order pizza or whatever. Right. And, um, you know, for everybody at home, like the, the thing you could be celebrating, it could be small. It doesn't have to be a big occasion. Right. Uh, Maybe you got through two or three days without anxiety, right? Or maybe you don't like talking on the phone. You called a friend on the phone or you had to call your health insurance to deal with some issue or you had to talk to a support agent, whatever it may be, right? Celebrate those little wins that are showing progress because then it's going to reinforce that progress overall, right? And um, one of the things that can suck about being humans and um, it's actually a reminds me of a quote that I really like. It's um, the reason we're insecure is because we're comparing our behind the scenes with everybody else's highlight reel, right? Especially when you think of this quote a million times. So if you guys have, if this is the first time you're hearing this quote, you guys need to go back and listen to other episodes because this quote is, you know, we hear this quote every like four episodes. I have it tattooed on my (laughs) butt cheeks. Anyway, my my left buttocks. Um, Sorry. No, 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 you're fine. Um, see, he doesn't feel guilty for interrupting. See, he's he's mastered it. Um, <laughs> I apologize. I feel a little bit guilty. That's why I apologize. No, 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 no. You're fine. Um, I do use that quote a lot, right, for that reason, because... It's a great quote, to be fair. Yeah. I, I, I use it now, too. There we go. I'm I, I give you credit, you. though. I give you credit all the time. I'm like, you know, my friend Matt, there's a quote he always says, and then I, I tell them the quote. Like, you don't even say who the quote's actually by. You just say, my friend Matt says this shit all the time, and I finally started, like, believing it, so what's up, Oh, is, is that quote by someone? I thought I thought it was by you. Oh, no, yeah, I came up with it, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll do, like, a paraphrase spin on it, you know? My thoughts yeah. don't match your actions or some shit. Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just so true because you look at Instagram and you're like, wow, why aren't why don't I look like that? Well, spoiler, everybody, uh, there's a lot of filters that go into a lot of that shit, uh, right? Or like, why don't I look like The Rock? Well, can you afford to have a nutritionist on staff? And apparently he flies out his gym on set. Like he builds a fucking warehouse with his gym so he can work out like while he's filming these movies and stuff, right? Like, oh, wow. That's I don't cool. have the money to pay people to fly my weights. Like literally, you're just flying weights somewhere. Not even like let me go borrow local ones. You're just like <laughs> I'm gonna like I like this weight. I've used this you know 45 pound dumbbell forever. I'm, this is the one I'm taking with me. Um, I mean, if you know, if if all I had to do every day was just work out, I'm sure I'm sure I'd look like that too. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, I guess hey, if it makes you happy, right? Just go go do it, right? Um, but yeah, definitely, right? It's like celebrate those things. Um, try not to be guilty in it because that that negative self talk and everything saying that you should be guilty, right? Um, and I think the ultimate one is always like I'm a bad person. That's that's what we've said a lot. Right? Like I'm a bad person, right? Uh, for doing this, and really, you're not. It's the same thing with um, with work, right? A lot of people are, are are burnt out, and you may say I'm going to take a sick day, right? Maybe you're not physically sick, but you're mentally sick, right? You, you're burnt out, you're stressed, you take a sick day. Um, and I really love that a lot of jobs now are actually calling them um, just mental like health mental health days or health days. 
So you can take yeah. it for whatever reason you want. You don't have to necessarily be sick, right? You know, I'm sure we've all been there where you're like calling up your boss. <coughs> Sorry, boss. I can't come in today. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sick. And then, you know, while you're driving to Disneyland um, or just me, I don't know. Um, but, you know, definitely it's something that I think we should take more serious. And that's why obviously we have the podcast and the mental health is such a big deal now as well. And, and we're trying to bring awareness to it. But um, yeah, yeah I'm, just... I'm happy because my company just started doing that too. So starting this year, now we have three mental health days per year, which is pretty awesome. Um, or I, I don't think they're mental health days, but like, you know, they're health and wellness days or something. Uh, and uh, I think in the email, they were like, you know, use these days to you know, catch up on your favorite TV shows or do your taxes, you know, whatever it is. Um, but I think it's pretty awesome that, you know, companies are now offering that because it is important. And I think they, companies are now seeing the value of of their employees and making sure that they're not burned out. Um, and a lot of times I think it's the same thing with, with work, right? This, when you're working on something and you feel guilty taking a break, or having to go, you know, have lunch or whatever it is. Um, I think a lot of those same feelings come up and you might, you know, guilt keep yourself, right? You might think you're going to feel guilty if you go and take a break and, you know, take a 15 minute walk around the block. Uh, so you don't do it. It makes you feel worse. And then you start getting burned out and starts causing all kinds of issues. Yeah. Or even with uh, numbers. Like if everybody has goals and metrics that they have to hit and you can see other people's goals and you're like, well, why don't I have their numbers? I need to work harder. Are they working yeah. more than 40 hours a week? Are they working 50, 60 hours a week? I need to match that, right? And you start to compare yourself um, in that way. And it could just be maybe they're they're better at the work or they have a different method or they've automated something, right? You can ask those people how you can achieve what they've achieved. And if they say, well, dude, I actually low-key work 60 hours a week, and you're like, well, I don't want that, right? That's not right. that's not what I want. And if that's your goal, okay, that's great, but that's not going to be for me, right? And then you shouldn't, you know, a lot of times we get guilted for, for taking breaks, like Ashad said, but then also, like, for not working the 40, 50 hours a week. Yep. You know, people are like, um, like so, somebody told me uh, they were becoming a lawyer, and they said that uh, it was something called, like, your first 300, which is 30 days, 10 hours a day right oh and and they were like that's what they expected some of these big firms like you work weekends you work straight straight through it right especially as a a newer um lawyer right you know and and they were like until you've hit your 300 we don't even consider you a real lawyer because you have not done what everybody else has done and it's like but why is everybody else doing it almost right kind of the same thing go ahead no, I was going to say, I feel like there is no real rhyme or reason. It's just a rite of passage at this point. There's People probably did it at some point because they had to or they were short-staffed or companies just didn't care about their employees. So they were just like, you got to do it. Uh, and now people are just like, well, we did it, so you got to do it too. Yeah. And that also reminds me of healthcare workers right now too, right? With the surge in cases and, and stressing our hospital system and stuff. Um, and people guilting them now to say like, well, you know, you signed up for this job. You knew what you yeah. were getting into when you, when you went into healthcare. Um, and they're going, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up for being, you know, completely outnumbered for my patient count, all these other things that may be going on. And then people try to make them feel guilty for saying, I'm going to stay at home. I do feel sick. Right. Um, 
those types of situations and it, and it really just sucks because then it's just everybody's guilt guilt shaming and gatekeeping and, and guilt keeping right um you know each other's actions to, to make people kind of feel bad and everybody's trying to outrace each other and it just who can be more productive and, and even in med school too where you know people are working 12 hour shifts longer than that sometimes right but they're doctors and nurses and and healthcare people and whatever else people do i don't know that much about healthcare, <laughs> uh, administrators whatever um and they're supposed to be the ones telling us how to be healthy and they're reading textbooks saying don't take on a lot of stress eat a healthy diet exercise we're throwing in meditation too they're talking <laughs> about meds right but they're forced to do these things that they know are inherently unhealthy for them right long work hours a ton of stress uh you know a lot of them say that like their their lunch is like a bag of fritos because that, that that's what they got from the vending machine because they didn't right. have a break right they're not allowed to take breaks because if you take a break some a patient could you know die or something so then they're guilted into like giving their all to a system and if that system isn't giving back to them in a proportional manner that's where extreme burnout's going to happen no definitely and i think we saw a lot of that sort of Initially with COVID, right after that first wave hit, there were so many healthcare workers that were just like tapped out. I mean, they were still going to work. They were still doing it, but so many of them were struggling. Um, and, and now to see cases going up again, I know a lot of them are, um, you know, they're just they're not going they're not going back. They don't want to go back because that wasn't like you said, that wasn't what they signed up for. That's not what they enjoy doing. And it's kind of ruined. Even if it was a passion for them, it's kind of ruined it for them at this point. Right. Same thing with teaching, too, I feel as well, because, you know, people that work in healthcare, teachers, uh, a lot of these like somewhat public servants, right. uh, they're usually doing it because uh, they really like helping people, you know, and they're they're giving them their time and so much of themselves to the system. And then they're getting the guilt about it and everything. And ultimately, it's like I, I read some quote or something. I'll, I'll screw this one up. But it was like, Remember that if you're a giver, there's somebody who's an equivalent taker who will never stop taking or something like that, right? Until you've gotten Yeah, nothing. you completely screwed it up. What was it? Do you know what the quote is? is it no, actually, I have uh, no clue. I'm just kidding. I, I mean, I definitely, I, I was <laughs> you like. You said you're going to screw it up. So I, I just wanted to give you the satisfaction of knowing that you did. Okay. That's that's perfectly fine. See, because I, I knew it. So I don't feel guilty about it. Yeah, right? exactly. But even if I did screw it up, why do I care? I can edit it out. Just kidding. Um, I'm not editing this week, so it's actually, That's I can't true. edit it out. Um, that would be me. But, but um, yeah. What's yeah. Up? No, go ahead. I was just going to say overall, right? It's like when you start looking at the underlying guilt for why you feel any action, start thinking about what led to it and then what you can do to mitigate some of those steps in between, right? Like why the why behind you feeling guilty. Is it the situation you're in or is it perhaps maybe like, the way you were raised, right? To always feel guilty about certain things, right? Like if you say, I need help or I have a question or whatever, maybe somebody's like, shut up, don't ask questions or why do you need help? You're whatever, right? You're, you're so lazy, just do it yourself. You start to kind of internalize those things, right? So start working right. on those, those triggers and stuff. And that's where, you know, therapy can be really great as well. Another plug for therapy because you can go in and just kind of blank slate it with somebody and just say, this is how I'm feeling. And then they're going to ask hopefully good questions to get you to think about things differently. No, definitely. Uh, and I think with that, uh, don't feel guilty if you guys miss your meds one day uh, or all of your meds one day. Uh, but just get back into it, you know. 
you have the next day, jump back on. If you have resolutions and you know you already missed the day or couldn't do something, get back to it the next day. No, there's no, uh, there's no harm done. Don't feel guilty about it and don't feel guilt keep others either. Uh, but stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, we will talk to you guys next week.